And I squinted at this scoreboard, um, and of course I couldn't read it, so I made something up, and he called me out and said that I needed glasses. He exposed my need for glasses, and I repented of my glasses-less ways and got glasses, and now I can see. It's really great. Today we're going to see that we need the law. Our need for the law will be exposed. This is something that the Israelites need in Exodus 18. That's uh, where we'll be this morning. So go ahead and turn there. And so far in our sermon series in Exodus, we've seen God do a lot. We've seen Him deliver His people, the Israelites, from slavery in Egypt. And now they are freed. And they're trying to figure out how to do life together as a freed nation. 600,000 plus people wandering around trying to figure out how to, how to live a freed life. God is preparing to rebuild His people. Take a look at your outline. We will, this morning, we will reflect on our deliverance and we will feel our need for God's law. I'm going to pray and then we'll get started reading from Exodus 18. Father, we bow before you this morning and we know, Lord, that we need your law. We need your law because it exposes our need for Jesus Christ. And Lord, more than law, we need Jesus Christ. Father, would you teach us this this morning? Teach our hearts this, humble us, and help us to cling by your grace to Jesus and the deliverance that is given through Jesus, we pray that you uh, empower your church this morning um, and strengthen us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, starting in Exodus 18, verse 1. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her home along with her two sons. The name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. And the name of the other, Eliezer, for he said, The God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And when he sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to his father-in-law and bowed and uh, down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All the hardship that had come upon them in the way and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, because in this affair they dealt arrogantly with the people. 
And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Reflecting on your deliverance. Do you ever do this? Do you take time to reflect on how God has delivered you? Do you take time to rejoice in what God has done in your life? This is what we see Moses and Jethro doing in this section. Let's observe and and see what else we come up with. So, in this section, 12 verses, the word deliver comes up five times. First, one of Moses' sons is named after deliverance. You know something's important to you if you name your child after something. Eliezer means the God of my father was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Verse 8, Moses told his father-in-law how the Lord had delivered them from hardship. Verse 9, Jethro rejoiced in that God had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Verse 10, Jethro says, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and delivered the people. This is all about deliverance. This is all about what the Lord has done. Moses is talking about deliverance. Jethro is rejoicing in this deliverance. And it's a a beautiful thing. Jethro is rejoicing in this deliverance even though it came out of hardship. Verse 8, Moses told his father-in-law all the hardship that had come upon them in the way. So, after this hardship is this great rejoicing in what God has done. And so there is this faith-based rejoicing, but it had to come after hardship. Consider this. What if they never took the time to stop and to reflect on what God had done? Would they have ever rejoiced? Would they have ever seen God's redemptive hand in deliverance? And so they, they rejoice in what God has done. This is Kind of like rehashing a favorite story of yours or talking about something that was amazing in your life. Remember the time when? Remember the time when the Steelers were losing to the Raiders in the fourth quarter. Back in the 1970s, Terry Bradshaw drops back, throws a pass that looks like it's going to be an interception, goes almost to the ground, and then Franco Harris scoops it up and runs for a game-winning touchdown. This is called the Immaculate Reception. People still talk about this play, and it happened in the 70s. And you're probably wondering, when is this guy going to stop talking about Pittsburgh? (laughs) Or sports? But people, they, they reflect on and they rejoice in what is important to them. Why is this here? Why is this part of the Exodus narrative? It shows us, one, that God's people, they stop and they take time to reflect on what the Lord has done in their lives. And two, it shows us something else. It shows us that 
what God said would happen, happened. The Egyptians came to know that God is the Lord. And, and so has Israel for that fact. If you want those references, that's chapter 6, verse 7, and chapter 7, verse 5. Those have been fulfilled in this deliverance. How do we apply this section? Reflect on your deliverance. Take time. Stop life and, and, and reflect back on what the Lord has done in your life, in the life of your family. And this can be done regarding salvation. It can be done uh, regarding less significant things, but still noteworthy things. One example I have is, praise the Lord, I paid off all my student debt in October. And I threw a big party. I spent a, a good amount of money on a party to rejoice in what the Lord had done. I was so happy to to stop and to reflect on this deliverance from the oppressive debt. But it, it's, it's really important to do that, to stop and to reflect and to give God glory, the glory that is due Him. For you, maybe you could take time to reflect on how God has guided you into college and um, given you the major that you have. Maybe you could... Set aside a weekly time where you stop and, and pray to the Lord and thank Him for how He has delivered you over the past week. Maybe you just had a baby. You could throw a party uh, rejoicing in how God delivered you through that and delivered to you a baby. Maybe uh, you went through a season of hardship like the Israelites and... and uh, you have been delivered from that. You could rejoice with a friend in that deliverance. Something that is going to give God glory for His deliverance. So that was our first point. Let's take a look at feeling your need for God's law. Starting in uh, verse 13. The next day Moses sat to judge the people and the People stood around Moses from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and another and I make them know the statutes and the laws of God. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You and the people will certainly wear yourselves out. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, look for men, able men, from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, 
And let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but any small matter they shall decide themselves. So it will be easier for you and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this, God will direct you. You will be able to endure and all this people will also go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And they judged the people at all times. Any hard case they brought to Moses, but any small matter they decided themselves. Then Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went away to his own country. Feeling your need for God's law. I could stand here and tell you that this section is all about organizational effectiveness and multiplying your work through efficiency. And I think there is some of that in here, but I think this section shows us more than just that. This section shows us that God's people need the law of God. And they not only need it from Moses alone, but they need it multiplied all throughout the people. And of course, we'll see them get the physical manifestation of the law, the Ten Commandments. We'll see that in two chapters. But for now, the writer of Exodus makes clear that Moses is not enough for the people of God. They need broader knowledge of God's law if the nation is going to know how to live together. Let me show you what I mean. When Moses is talking to Jethro in verse 16, he says, I decide between one person and another. I make them know the statutes and the laws of God. And then in verse 20, this idea of the law comes up again. Jethro says, you shall bring their cases to God. You shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. So this is very much about God's law being circulated and His ways being known among this fledgling Israel. And then Jethro gives his, his uh, multiplicative advice. Here's what you need to do, Moses. Find trustworthy men and set up this hierarchy of judgment so that you're not the, the bottleneck. Moses, you can't be the only one to make judgments here. And this, of course, this setup is more efficient, but it's not more efficient just for efficiency's sake. There is a greater end than that. It's more efficient for the, for the end of circulating God's law among the people. Moses' bottleneck isn't enough. The people need more than just Moses. They need the fullness of the law known throughout the people and they, they need to embrace the ways of the Lord. Moses making one by one judgments is kind of like putting a band-aid on a wound that needs surgery. They need to, to learn how to handle disputes and, and live together and walk together. And that is why this hierarchy is, is set up to circulate the knowledge of the law. So, 
you might be asking, what law are they circulating? They don't have the Ten Commandments yet. My guess is that the law that they're circulating is the oral law, the ways of the Lord that have been passed down. So at this time, likely there was no Bible, or at least not a full Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And we don't have any Ten Commandments yet. So oral law is is probably the way that Moses made judgments and probably this, this knowledge that was circulated through this hierarchy. Why is this here? Why is this part of Exodus? It shows that Israel is going to need more than Moses. Moses is not enough. The Lord's law must be circulated and it must be embraced by God's people for them to live together. Another thing it shows us is that it would be nice to have some things written down. And we'll see that the tablets in chapter 20 of the Ten Commandments. So what does this mean for you? Prioritize your key people. Prioritize your key people. Like Moses, invest time in others who are trustworthy and who are going to multiply the work of your hands. If you think about it, this is very familiar Didn't Jesus do something very similar to this in the New Testament? Train some men very closely, and then they go out and train others who train others. And before you know it, you have millions of disciples of God. So this means that when you disciple, uh, you say yes to discipling some, and you say no to discipling others. Not because you don't care about the nose, but because you're trying to make the most of what God has given you. So prioritize your key people. Second application, realize your need for God's law. Realize your need for God's law. You need to know the way in which you must walk and what you must do. Not so that you can earn your salvation, but so that it may go well with you. God's law is a, it's a good thing. It's given by a loving Father. And it shows us how to wisely live in the world. And so here's... You might be asking, okay, how do I know the law? Here's the practical. Read the Bible. The Bible is the full revealed manifestation of the law of God. Read it and embrace your need for the law of God. And as you read it, as you read more and more of the law, you will realize your need deeper and deeper for Jesus. So in closing, let's talk about Christ. I pray that, that this presses you into Christ like nothing else. When you think on the law, even though you you know that it is good and right and it's what you're supposed to do, do you feel inadequate? I certainly do. Do you know in your heart of hearts that you cannot keep this thing perfectly? The reason we need the law is because we need to know that we need Jesus. 
Romans 3.20, For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Romans 7.7, 7, Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. The law shows you your sin, and by that you know that you need saving. And just as Moses was the representative for Israel, Jesus represents us before God. He has brought our case before God, and instead of declaring what should be declared, guilty, sinner, death, He declares innocence because of me. Before Jethro's advice to Moses, Moses was bearing the weight and the burden for all of Israel. He judged for all of Israel. And these words, hopefully they sound familiar if you've read John. Jesus says, For the Father judged no one, but has given all judgment to the sons, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever hears My Word, My law, and believes them, believes Him who has sent Me, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So Moses judges for the people of Israel. Jesus judges for the people of the world. And whoever believes in this Jesus will not be condemned by the law, but will be declared righteous and holy through His grace. If you trust, you will believe. If you trust in Jesus, you will be delivered. And so, in closing, the Israelites, they had a hierarchy of judges after being delivered from Egypt. We will have one judge who has delivered us from death and has given us mercy and life. Let's pray. Father, we give You praise and we give You thanks for the the Son. Thank You for sending Jesus Christ. Thank You for revealing our need for Christ through the law. For it is through the law that we see our sin. It is through the law that we see our inadequacy. And Lord, it is by faith through grace, the grace of Christ, that we are saved and we are given life instead of death. God, help us to praise You now. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.